This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. As Mansfield Town draw 0-0 at home to Newport County against their former manager Graham Coughlin, there were many, many people walking away from One Core Stadium on Tuesday night, feeling a little bit annoyed, me included. The Stags finished the game with 10 men, but also feeling a little bit like a charity shop jigsaw. All the pieces are there, but not quite for the right puzzle. In this pre-recorded podcast, Nathan, Clive and I talk all about Tuesday night and look ahead to tomorrow's game with Swindon, another team in and around us, another team that Mansfield needs to use to bounce back from what I see actually as a disappointing result against Newport in midweek, despite Nigel Clough thinking otherwise. This podcast was recorded around 10am on Friday morning, but you may well be watching this on our social media channels and you might be thinking... They're live. No, we're not. But that doesn't stop you getting involved in the comments and having conversations with each other. And of course, don't forget that we're not live. So if you do leave a comment and we don't get back and sort of include your comment, we're not being rude. We're just not there. It's as simple as that. Uh, This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Right, let's have an argument. Let's have a rant. Let's have conversations all about Mansfield Town. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. I almost want to say hello and good evening, but it's not. For us, it's good morning. But for you, it might be good evening or good afternoon or good middle of the night. That's the whole beauty of a podcast. You never know when you're going to be listening. So let's just go with a generic hello and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. I think Nathan's just about got in, got in his head that we will be live, but we're not live sort <laughs> of thing. It's just... It's spinning me out right now, and I imagine the same people at home and start commenting. I'm like, why are they not acknowledging my comment? Yeah, and that's why because we we're here, but we're not here. Yeah, we're here now, but we're not here like, now. If you're watching this, like in the car park at Nando's, you could see me walk past you in, in just a moment. Like, that's a very good point. Yes, it, it could. Yeah, cool. although I have been to Nando's once this week, so can't really go again. Right, might just be me then. 
No, we'll go to we'll I can always squeeze another one in. I meant with Emma anyway, but if you want to, oh right, oh, whatever, go on. I thought you know we would we were having <laughs> oh no, all right, maybe not. We'll we'll bring somebody else into the party then, and uh, you know if you're not going to be friends with me, then one man who might be is Clive Parkin. Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good middle of the night, uh, good hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody. I have no idea what time it is anyway. There's a clock behind me, but I can't see it. I um, and it's not forced to be right anyway. And here, but not here, it defines me entirely. There you go. Uh, so if you haven't figured it out yet, we're live, but we're not live. Uh, so you can talk to each other, but you can't talk to us. So there you go. Right, let's delve straight into Mansfield Matters business, shall we? Nathan's got his cup of tea and finishing off his biscuit. So whilst he does that, I'll jump virtually to Clive and say, oh, where do we start about Newport? One word, lacklustre. That's a good word. It's a good word. Where's the bell? Come on. I, I actually don't know where the bell is. <laughs> I do know where the bell is. Right. So it is to your left. Can we cut this back? No. Right. On to your right. To your right a bit. To your right a bit. Right. Straight in front of you. There. There, there it is. Yeah. I don't know what on earth Clive's got. Me, uh, you can have it. Where do you want it? Foot? Foot. Right. Which foot? Left or right? Right. Right. There you go. There you go, it's sorted. It was a bit like the curate's egg. It was good in parts. We had little bits of possession where we showed our superiority. Most of the time, we were passing to the wrong people at the wrong time and passes completely missed. And players not making space to receive passes. It was just a poor team performance for too much of the game. Positives. We went down to 10 men. We defended stoically and we deserved the point we got. And I think our opponents were a better team than their league position might suggest. Yeah, Newport did play well, Nath, but it was very, very frustrating, obviously, because it was the return of the winless GC. Um, but also, I think, the, for the fact that it did feel a lot like a charity shop jigsaw from Nigel Clough. All the pieces were there, but not necessarily for the right jigsaw Ollie Clark at centre half. I mean, to be fair, he played a, a blinder after a, you know when he when he went there. George Lapsley at right wing back. George Maris almost playing left midfield. At one point, I thought John Joe Tall was going to come on and go in goal. It it was bizarre. It's almost as if he got all his available names, shook them up in a bag when he when he woke up in the morning and thought, right, where am I coming out? They're going to go in these positions, and that's that's it. So, um, you know, I think a lot of us. Sort of uh, well, when we seen the lineup and certainly during the game, we would have said, "Put this player there." You'd have moved it around a little bit. Um, I don't think it really would have mattered too much. I think there was just too many key players in, in key positions that were off it. You know, you've got. Let's talk about you know Hartigan for for example. Uh, you know, I think he's done all right up to that game. Yeah. Uh, and first half, you know, he actually on the ball in open play. Not very good. He, you know, I think he thought he was playing for Newport half the time, but then so did everyone else. But if Hartigan if Hartigan was fit enough, sorry to interrupt you, Nathan, but if Hartigan was fit enough, he's not good enough. Well, yeah, that's it. So, but set pieces first half, some really tasty balls in there, but I don't know what went on in the second half. Everything seemed to just go go downhill from there. Really, like like Clive said, the positive is we defended relatively well obviously they, they did have a few chances but we did limit them but for it was it was more what we were doing what was right. I didn't think Newport were actually that good actually no they weren't I think we made them look better than what yeah. they are but um our creativeness going forward just just wasn't there and to be fair Clive Nigel Clough in what he says is right 
the when you go down to 10 men the important thing to do is is to try and keep a clean sheet and to get the basis of a point and continue on beat and run but we had we had so much time before that red card to take an impact on the game and we just didn't do it and for Clough to come out and say that he felt like it was an all right performance that frustrated me even more because that's even if we did have some potential square pegs in round holes at times, that's his doing and nobody else's because there were players available to play in positions which they would have been comfortable doing. When I saw how we started to line up, you know, against Crawley, when I saw the team sheet, I said, we're not going to get anything out of this game. And then as soon as I saw how we were shaping up on the, uh, on the night against Newport, and I saw Maris effectively play left midfield and, and Latchley, who's been our most effective and creative player through the middle, sort of chipped out on the right. I don't know. I, I, I was wondering if uh, I'd, I'd woken up and having a bad dream. And, and as from a st- statistical point of view, Craig, you may have the answer to this. How many saves did the Newport keeper make? Um, off the... Probably two, like two shots. Two, two shots. I I can't remember him making a, a save other than the Maris one in the second half, which was effectively straight at him because he hit it yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't tasked to do anything special. No. And I think <clears throat> that all boils down to a lack of potency up the front of the team. Now, that's not a criticism of individual players because I think I share your view that those players could have performed better if they'd been put in a different position. But Clough is the man who makes these decisions and they have to be respected and the players have to do as they're told. Otherwise, upset the man and you don't get a game. Um, and I just wonder what it is that Mr Law has done to upset Mr Clough. Because under the circumstances like we've had over the last few weeks, you would have expected him to get some pitch time. I think um, that's where where Clough, Nathan, will turn around and say, well, we don't need him because it's not that... Posi- we don't need that position even though he can play in more effective ones but then he comes out after the game and goes well I took um, Hartigan off because he wasn't fit Boateng was always going to come off because he wasn't fit and like Clive says you've got Law who is fully fit who's waiting and who's so eager to please and every time he does start and, and come on the pitch he does please is he is he is he given the wrong treat to Bobby is he has he come out and said he's more of a cat person what's he done I don't know, because um, from from fans' perspective, we, we're seeing it a lot, aren't we? So the performances he has made recently, you kind of really want him to, to have a go in the team, especially whilst his confidence is up from what he has been doing. I kind of understand why he might struggle to get in the midfield area, because, um, you know, we have got, we've always said that's where we are most talented at the moment. But for me, and on, on, on um, Tuesday night, it was Tuesday night, wasn't it? It was yes, Tuesday it was night, Tuesday yeah, night. yeah. Track. On Tuesday night... Um, I would have put him put him in in Macca's place because we 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 really missed him and and Quinn I think together down that left side. I know they haven't quite hit the heights that they usually do, but when they're both out of the team, I think you see a difference. And I think you know when Law first came in on the scene as a as a, as a real youngster, that was his position. He was a sort of left wing back, so at least put somebody who's a little bit familiar there rather than doing what we're doing at the moment. Yeah, the Wallace situation was was quite interesting. Now, Clough came out afterwards and said, you know, he took him off at half-time, not because he was having a bad game, but because he tweaked the system uh, a little bit and it didn't quite fit with him. He's not as mobile as what McLaughlin is and things like that. But surely, Clive, if you're going to pick somebody for, for selection and you're going to put that in that in that position, then don't 
don't tweak it, leave it as it is, because I actually don't think we were playing that badly with the back four. It, we started playing badly and started wasting possession and, and not really doing much when we went back to the three with, with wing backs because we effectively had Lapsley at, at right wing back, um, Wallace at left wing back who couldn't really get forward, Maris not quite knowing where he was in midfield because we were overloaded with Hartigan, Boateng, Clark in there as well and then <coughs> Lapsley um, as well. And then Aikens was all over the shop. It, it didn't work and Clough's decision to change it from the four back to the three for me I think that's it's sort of again a little bit of throwing players under the bus it exposed Wallace and I think had he just kept with the back four and left him at left back and just got a little bit more support out wide maybe with Law or or somebody that's a little bit more natural on the left hand side I think would have been fine yeah good point I think Wallace has made to look a poorer player than he actually is because of the way he was positioned and utilised <clears throat> I think it's no good pulling too many uh, loose threads on this team it is a bit ramshackle it demonstrates that whilst we talk about having a quality bench we haven't got enough depth in key positions certainly we when Mac is not available we don't have an adequate person to put in there according to the way that the club selects the team anyway mm. and I think other teams must smile when they see our back four containing three strikers. It must, it must, uh, it must be a real <laughs> conundrum for the visiting uh, spies when they see this and wonder what the hell it's all about. But having said that, I, the back line, in, by and large, isn't the issue, is it? It's no. what happens in front of it. We've got arguably, and I certainly believe it to be the case, the best bunch of midfield players in this division. When they're all fit. And they're all playing in the right positions. They're a force, and we get a goal out of them just about every game. They weren't playing in the right positions on Tuesday, whatever the reasons. Uh, I mean, I don't pretend to be a better manager than Clough. He he alone has to take that glory. Um, I don't know whether he picked the right team or not. In fairness, it didn't look or feel right, and certainly there wasn't a great deal of fizz and pop. Yeah, I think that's a good analogy to use. Fizz and pop. It was like it was like tasting flat cola at times, Nath. It, uh, the taste was sort of there, but it wasn't quite right. But I want to go back to, uh, to, to a point there about the depth. I slightly disagree. I think we do have the depth. I just think we lack depth in one position, and that is left back. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've been saying this every season, to be honest, even when Mal Benning was here. We've, Come back, Mal, all is forgiven. We've never had anybody really in, in, in backup for, for that position for one reason or another. So um, it's one of the things we've, we've, that's been highlighted. Uh, and now Maka is, you know, the, like I said, so far this season, he's not been on his form that he usually is, so like he was last season. But at least he was still doing a, doing a job. And I think now you've taken, now he's out of the picture at the moment. I think you're seeing um, how valuable he actually is to the, to the team. So, um We've, we've got to we've got to find a solution for that, whether it's change of shape, because um, we haven't got the personnel to do it. That's that's a a, a task for Clough to figure out, isn't it? But I don't know. If, I don't think Wallace is necessarily the answer. No, and I think perhaps Clive, we he was slightly hindered by not having um, Mr. Harbottle available because. When we have gone to a back four and he's been available, he's been the one that slots there or or even Hewitt. I think he still had options on uh, on Tuesday night. I just think he used the wrong ones 
But I think more importantly, he got thrown under the bus a little bit on Saturday. He's been exposed a couple of times as a young player that's still still learning and still sort of figuring out his position in his trade. But I felt we actually did miss the influence of uh, of Riley Harbottle on uh, on Tuesday night. Yeah, I mean he is a young player. He's going to keep making mistakes. That's part of growing into his trade. Uh, but we do miss him. He brings to our defensive lineup some mobility, badly needed mobility as well, because um, some of the other players who defend our team have key strengths, but one of their weaknesses tends to be a lack of mobility, especially, you know, when the ball goes past them. And and that was evidenced by the sending off effectively because a mistake allowed their player through. And having already had a booking, Perch had very little choice but to bring the lad down because he'd lost him. Uh, and it was, it was a goal-scoring opportunity there. Absolutely the right decision to send him off. I thought the first booking was a bit soft, by the way. But It was a booking, happen. though, yeah. These things happen. And, yeah. and, and you can have no complaints about him being sent off. But, uh, yes, to go back to the point, Harbottle, I think, is a, is a really key ingredient in our uh, progress this season. And while ever he's fit, um, he should be chosen, in my opinion. And he brings youth and, 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 and quickness that otherwise wouldn't be there. Yeah, I think another conundrum, Nath, is what seems to happen seems to have happened to to John Joe O'Toole, other than you know growing his hair back and 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 not going with the thug look, which I thought suited him very very that's, well indeed. That's what's changed. They've that, not been the same yeah, since. that's it. Maybe Clough doesn't recognise him and has gone. I don't know who you are, so I can't pick you. Yeah, because um... it would have made sense. On I was actually quite surprised to not see him play because again, yeah. if you look at if you look at Tuesday night and if you if you start O'Toole, therefore you've got a, a number of options. Yes, you can leave Wallace at left back if you want. You can push Hewitt there and, and put Perch to right back, where, of course, he's played at the very, very top level, the Premier League. Um, and the, the options are there, but he benches him. And effectively, I think it, it then it, it sort of leaves a little bit of, of loose elastic. I don't, it's really hard because it all just seems messy, doesn't it? About when you look at the team <coughs> on Tuesday night, I can understand why John Joe maybe didn't start. For me, compared to last season, he's been pretty poor so far. He's not uh, played. Well, yeah, you know, in the the game at Grimsby uh, away. Well, they're all he, shit there. Well, I know, but when he has played, then when he has come on on the pitch, he's <laughs> not been the John Joe that. We once knew, but that doesn't mean he's going to continue like that. Obviously, he needs opportunities to get on the pitch and, and a haircut, and obviously get the haircut. Obviously, um, but if you're going to play on the pitch and you know based on form, then I probably wouldn't put him ahead of anyone. Right, well, I've got a conundrum. I've got a conundrum for you. Well. I've got yeah. a conundrum for you. How do you get in form without getting minutes? Easy. Go on. Um. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Clive, we're not talking about starting him here. Yeah. So you can you can bring him on a little bit more. You know, we've got the use of five subs. Wow. So you can make use of them. You, uh, you don't have to see players on the pitch in real games to assess whether they're up to the task you want to give them. They yeah, they 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 show their fitness and ability on the training ground, and they have a reputation which has brought them to the club in the first place. And in the case of O'Toole, we um, bent over triple backwards to pay him a very good retainer when mm. his loan period came to an end. So they, uh, the, the management of the club attached great value to him as, a, as a, a team member. So under ordinary circumstances, you'd want him to be playing. Yeah. But having said that, he, he is 
he is older now and, and he isn't as quick as he once was. He certainly isn't looking as thuggish since he's had his hair done at John Hall is in Mansfield. And I think uh, <laughs> what we need to do is to go down there with some scissors one day. <laughs> Hold him down and sh- <laughs> and shear him. Get back to the, to the John Joe we know. That's it. Get get his ear cut and then all will be forgiven. Well, when it was incredibly long, he looked a thug. And when it was incredibly short, he looked a thug. And in between, he looks like a Fairy. Marks and Spencer's shop staff. <laughs> <laughs> right. The words there of Clive Parkin, who lives at the following address, Mr. O'Toole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, I like, did I tell you how much I like him? <laughs> yeah, well, you, now you're digging yourself out of a hole, aren't you? Well, I feel for the lad, you know. <laughs> no, I think he should be starting. I think he's one of our best best defenders, um, and it also would alleviate another issue. But we won't go down that wormhole. Um, Just of what co- you're saying about defenders, one day I, I would love to see a game where we actually play what two centre halves, two one right back, one left back. Yeah, yeah. that would be incredible. Miracle! I can't remember the last time we did that, to be honest. But how nice would that be? No, well, you've got com- well. Even saying that, you know, we're talking here about O'Toole being a centre half. That's what he is to us as Mansfield fans. But O'Toole himself yeah. said to me on numerous occasions last season, "Now I want to play midfield." <laughs> so maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's he's gone to Clough and said, "I'm not playing centre half this year, Gaffer. I'm playing midfield." And he's gone right. Well, you can, uh, but if I bring you on, probably nine times out of ten, I'm going to put you at centre half anyway. <laughs> and then you know there might be the odd occasion where I'm going to put you midfield because <laughs> it actually baffled me at the time that. We'd gone down to 10 men on uh, on Tuesday night. And instead of bringing him straight on to shore up the defence, he moves your best mate back there, who, to be fair, had an absolute stormer at centre-half, Ollie Clark. And he was, to be fair. And then he does bring on O'Toole. And I'm thinking, right, well, what he's going to do now, he's going to push Clark back up and he's going to sit O'Toole back in there and shut up shop. No, he puts O'Toole in midfield. <laughs> he puts what we see as a centre-half in centre-midfield and puts a centre-midfielder as a centre-half. I feel like he just... Huh? I've had a bad day. <laughs> yeah. what, was he on, what, what did he have on his cereal that day? I mean, it's only a matter of time before Pim plays out in the field, isn't it? <laughs> he, might not do a bad, he might do a better job, to be fair. I've uh, heard a whisper that Adam Collin, the goalkeeper coach, is playing left-back on uh, on Saturday. So Listen, if we've, got, if we've got a hole in the in the team's format, then the option is there to change the format. You know, if we, if we haven't got cover for an essential... Uh, <coughs> Left of centre midfield or a left of centre wing back or whatever. But then we just say, well, how do we shape the team to avoid that being a problem? Um, I, I don't understand this. I mean, you can play any formation you like. There are no rules. You can play one at the back if it's good enough. But what we've got is, I don't know, we've got a team that's designed to do one thing, providing players are there. And when those players aren't there, we don't seem to have a plan B that's a natural one. Um, maybe I'm being naive. I, I, you know, I only see things as a fan, but uh, I just felt that there wasn't any cohesion at all in the team. And that, I put a lot of that down to the square pegs and round hole syndrome. Yeah, it is square pegs, round hole syndrome, I think, a lot of the time. Um, I think we also have to look at, uh, you know, the, the the way we utilise a certain Mr. Aikens. Now, on this podcast, I have been in the defending him camp for the majority of the time I wasn't that keen on signing him as an as a in in the first place considering his goals ratio and then I was like well actually no he contributes more than that and he does when he's playing up front but the problem 
again, it does sound a little bit like a broken record, Clive, is the fact that he's not utilised there. And honestly, on Tuesday night, well, I used to say about Faz Rawson that we, we'd be better off playing a traffic cone. Well, on Tuesday night with the, with the, with the way that Lucas Aikens performed for me, would have been better off playing with a sports cone. It was just not effective at all. And it was like playing with nine men after Perch got sent off. Yeah, I feel sorry for the lad. I mean, he gets an awful lot of stick, a good percentage of which is not fair. And then for him to be put in a position where all he's ever going to get is stick because he, he had a hopeless game, absolutely hopeless. Uh, and, I, and this is me, a quiet, a quiet fan of the lad. Um, I just think that it's it's nearly like it's nearly player abuse putting him in that situation, and I think uh, you're right. I'd have had anybody other than him playing in that role, um, and I bet he felt pretty awful about his game at the end of it as well. It was disappointing, Nath, really, because you know you want to see him up there to to, to hold off, and you, you've got the players around him: Hartigan, Boateng, uh, Maris. Clark, you know, he had people who came off the bench as well to try and create things like Will Swan. Um, but then he ends up playing right wing back, Barry's at left wing back, Hawkins at centre half. So we've got three out and out strikers in defence, and then we've got a central midfielder, albeit one that's our leading scorer at the minute, playing as a as a lone striker up top. Well, the thing is, you say it there, you, with that role that you wanted him to do, there's three players on that pitch, none of them are in that position. Um, and then for me, uh, I'm I'm a bit with like like with you guys. I've been like, the last few weeks. You can see the what the, the other stuff he does for the team. You know, in, in regards to Aikens, you know, it's not just his goal score. So I've also tried defending him. You you say he was a bit like sports car, thinking more like an ice cream cone on a on a on Tuesday night. But um, and the problem is that role that you want him to do. I, I still think Hawkins and and Barry can do a do a better job. You know, I'd put them in front of him, but at the moment. That doesn't happen. So, um, and like I say, Tuesday night, bit of an ex- well, not, not a bit of an exception because he always plays wherever, but uh, when he's played, especially out of his favourite position, he, 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 looks, <laughs> he looks even worse, which then gives ammunition, ammunition to the uh, you know, to, to the moaning brigade. So, it, it was a lose-lose for him, really. <coughs> on, the, on, the, on the evening, I missed the announcement for the sponsors' man of the match. Can you tell me who it was? Maris, Maris, yeah, I'm sure it's Maris. Mm, okay, I'd have given it to uh, Hewitt, I think. But yeah, Ollie Clark's cameo at centre half, I think, deserves. Yeah, those are season. those are the three players that came out of it with any uh, any. Uh, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Any credit? Um, I think the rest of the team the, the should write it off to experience and look towards Swindon in a more positive sense. Yeah, we got a draw. End of day, you know. We, did, a, we didn't lose the game. We've not lost for a long time now in at home. Um, and I think we've got a couple of home League Two fixtures in front of us. We just need to capitalise on those and, and have a bit of fun in the FA Cup. Yeah, we we do do need to. We need to. We, well, I know we do need to refine our form uh, from somewhere. Uh, let's finish things off by talking finally about uh, uh, Tuesday night and putting that in a box before we move ahead to Swindon. Uh, and that you, you know, you've moved seats this season, Clive. You've gone from the upper tiers to the lower tier, so you have a little bit more of a better view of uh, uh, the dugouts and things like that. Um, I'll go through some of Clough's reasons for for taking some players off shortly. But for the second home game running, a substitution is made, and the player coming off has a nasty reaction towards the management staff, 
Anthony Hartigan's reaction did not fill me with any sort of uh, positive feeling whatsoever. It, it put something in my brain of something's not quite right there. Did you see it? I did. And if that is a genuine reaction on the match, you would write it off. You give, you, in fact, if you're the manager and you think you've done the right thing, the player's out of order, you find him and move on. But if it's a signal that there's a bit of unrest in the changing room, then there's a real cause for concern. No, yeah. no other players are, are, are giving me that negative body language, I have to say, so I'm not too worried at this point. Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. There, there is something there, Nate, for me that we that could potentially turn into an issue. I understand why I took him off, but Clough said Boateng's coming back from from Ill, from injury, so he wasn't fully fit. Hartigan, um, again, not fully fit. Will Swan, not fully fit, things like that. There's more of a, a, a concern for me, not over reaction, but actually about how we are, where we are on the percentage scale of how fit and how ready our squad is. Yes, but you can sort of look at it in a different different light. You know, they, we have had players out for a, for a while. They, they, at least they're out back on the pitch and they're building up those minutes now. Uh, and if you think, we all know every team at some point it hits a, a rough patch and a rocky patch. We, you know, we had, we had it at the start of the season. That was more than a rocky patch. That was, uh, it was on oblivion for a while. But um, we were in a sticky patch right now. We've obviously lost, dropped, lost, lost, at, lost at Crawley, which was a, a massive disappointment. But when we get a draw, yes, the performance was 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 woeful compared to what we expect. But we still come out with a draw against uh, Newport, who are usually up there. Um, so if we're in our sticky patch, at least we're picking up points. And uh, if these players are still you know, gaining their fitness, you'd expect things to get better from here on. So it's you know I, I think we don't want to, we don't need to overanalyze it too much. We're we're frustrated. It's, it's only been a couple of games and. Yeah, the players will be feeling that as well because they'll they'll want to get back to winning ways and nothing was coming off for anybody on Tuesday night. So, you know, you worry things might be going on behind the camp, but it literally could just be frustration, you know, between even between themselves just to get back to winning ways. So, you know, it if when players start getting back to full fitness, you'd, you'd expect those performance levels to increase. The thing, Clive, to solidify our thoughts uh, is that, that we should look at it in a positive clean sheet. Um Continued our unbeaten home run, stopped two back-to-back defeats. As frustrated as we are that we didn't go on and win the game, there are three points there which shouldn't be forgotten. Absolutely. I mean, I, it's a, I suppose it's evidence of the more positive expectation this season that we find ourselves frustrated when we don't win. I mean, the big games we've lost because we deserve to, and the big games we haven't taken the full points through no fault of our own. And I think that the nil-nil draw... Um, was probably just about right for a, a shoddy game like that. And I think we'll just accept that, be glad of the point, move on. Uh, and actually, I do think we'll play better against a better side. And I believe Swindon to be a stronger side than, than Newport. So I'm I'm not despondent at all. And I, if ever I get a low, and I do every now and again, I just think, look where we were this time last year. That is very, very true. And... Uh, look where we were this time a couple of seasons ago, actually. It came from my memories this morning. We had the uh, manager change special. <laughs> we've had a lot of them, mate. We have. Um... Do you know what? I don't miss doing them, but it was a. Uh, that, I was listening back to some of those podcasts recently because it was obviously the time where we got pumped by Barrow at home, where Cochrane got sacked. And, you know, obviously we weren't able to go. I just remember it being 
such like a, um, a frustrating place. And actually, as, as annoyed we are that we didn't get anything against Newport, Christ, I'd take that every single game over than how we felt two years ago. Well, that's it. It's, it. It could be a lot worse. And we're still, well, we're fourth, fifth in the league. Um, so we're, in, we're still sitting in a, in a very good position this start this time of season. And, and you don't want to peak too early. We all see what, you know, Chesterfield did that early, you know, last season and look where they ended up. So, um, you know, it's we just, you just keep battling through. And, and like Clive said, I think when we start up against one of the better teams, I think that improves us as well. And when you look at the teams that we've struggled against, so Newport, they're down there. Crawley, they're down there. Hartlepool, they're down there. So, you know, it's we seem to do... We need to learn to get points off of those games. And, I mean, out of those three I mentioned there, we have got two points, so at least we're drawing some. But we need to learn to win the, the hard way and, the you know, when things aren't quite right. But as long as we can carry on lifting our performances when we really need to, we, we should continue to, you know, be in amongst it. And that's all we need to be doing. And I think we, we as a representation of fans, shouldn't be hypercritical. We're not here to slag them off. And we are. No, we're not. We can be critical. <laughs> we, are. We, can, we can be constructively critical and we can be critical friends. I think just to slag off is the one or two people on Facebook are really good at that. I don't, I don't want to be, I have no aspiration to be one of them. But we, um, where we are is we're supporters and we, 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 that means you do everything with your heart, not with your head. And sometimes, we react in a way that, on reflection, you'd think, perhaps I did overreact a little bit to that situation. Uh, anyway, that's me being a philosopher for the morning. I think yeah, my, my uh, I'm now looking for other positives, and I guess we've got the mighty Quinn back available for uh, for Saturday. Um, yeah, is uh, Harbottle recovered from his knock? Uh, you know, we have some people available that we didn't have on Tuesday yeah. night. So let's let's take the positives. Let's accept we clipped a clean sheet. We, we defended stoically. And I think if we can apply that on Saturday, I want to reverse my forecast that I made after the game on Tuesday. Can I ask, uh, have you learnt a new word this week? What, stoically? Yeah, it's the third time you've used it in the podcast. I've never heard you use it before. Well, I thought you deserved it. Thanks. Right, let's let's move on. I don't understand it, but there you go. Let's move on. Um, let's talk all things Swindon. Um I've written down whilst you two were talking two teams. Um, one's a little bit tongue-in-cheek. Uh, one is what I would, would go with. Uh, it's on the basis that, obviously, purchase suspended. Um, obviously, McLaughlin is doubtful and therefore probably won't play. And, of course, that Harbottle is still missing. So there are those three considerations to take into place. This is the team that I would go with both incidentally are with a back three mainly because we don't have an out and out left back so I'm going with that and um, the team that I would go with is Pimming goal obviously because it's CP and we all know that CP is the best goalkeeper don't we Nate? Yeah, yeah we do um a back three of Elliot Hewitt Ollie Hawkins and John Joe O'Toole uh Kellen Gordon right wing back Jason Law left wing back uh deep line midfielders of Ollie Clark and George Maris with George Lapsley in behind Jordan Barry and Will Swan. Um, thoughts on that, Clive? That's my my selection. Yeah, I'd go along with that. I'd be happy with that. Nate? Yeah, I'd agree. And, you know, you, 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 you'll be dropping Harbottle there. Uh, sorry, not Harbottle, uh, Boateng. But purposely what to bring on. Yeah, exactly. But, for but that reason, did, yeah. didn't make not much fit. of a contribution on Tuesday, did he, to be fair? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. First half, he it, it was, it was picking out some very good <coughs> and... Doing some, you know, some sort of play that you, 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 you 
think he's going to be a real quality player. Yeah, shame, shows it, shame nobody else just... knew that he were doing that. Shame nobody else could. Well, yeah, there was, there, there was no nobody else was really on the same. Made level himself look a little bit silly, to be honest, because <laughs> nobody else were on that level. Well, that's it. But you know, you can see that that's there. So I think for him to ease him back into it, obviously he's been out for a little bit. Yeah, come off the bench. Um, that would be the perfect scenario, really. Yeah. Nathan, are you sure that the audio commentary you were tuned into was from the same game? I don't know. I turned it off at half time. I had enough. Fair play. <laughs> um, uh, that was my selection. Uh, so a reminder, Pim, Hewitt, O'Toole, uh, Hawkins, Gordon, Clark, Maris, Law, Lapsley, Bowery, Swan. Here's what Nigel Clough probably will go with. <laughs> in goal, Will Swan. <laughs> no, uh, Pim in goal. Pimming goal, a back three of Hewitt, Hawkins, Clark. I would not be surprised to see Ollie Clark play centre-half. Just saying. Um, Aikens at right wing-back. Bowery at left wing-back. Maris, Hartigan, Quinn as a midfield three. Lapsley and Swan as the forward two. And to be honest, you know, as I'm saying that, bearing in mind those three points that I uh, mentioned earlier... I don't think you'd be too surprised by that either, would you, Clive, if you if you saw that? Nothing that we now have ever surprises me. I think we we have tongue-in-cheek about people being played in the wrong positions. It, <laughs> Clough doesn't see it the same way. He, sees, he recruits specifically players who can play anywhere, in his opinion. Um, and I think uh, it, doesn't, it wouldn't surprise me if, if to use... Nathan's phrase, I think, earlier was it's like we've put all the teams in team names in a bag and shook it up. Um, they probably would have performed better had that been the case Tuesday. So you might be right. You might be right. That might be Clough's choice, or it might be a combination of the two. It's, it, it, just thinking back though, a few a few weeks ago, we when we were obviously, uh, well, it wasn't that long ago, but you know when uh, we're winning these games, it, it's 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 tough because when you're winning, you say. How good is it to have players that can slot into different positions? But as soon as you go on a little bit of a bad run, it's turned into uh, square pegging round holes, doesn't it? So it it, it it can work sometimes, but I think it was an issue, uh, more of a aspect of too many in the wrong positions on Tuesday night. Yeah, this, I think it's fine when you've got you know one 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 or two. Like for example, Hawkins, we know can play centre half, and I think we need to look at him as a centre half now more than an actual striker. It's almost the opposite way around this season. He's not a striker filling at centre half; is a centre half that can go up front. Um, that's one anomaly, and then I think that's fine. And then maybe if you've got one more, like potentially Bowery, but when you've got three or four, like for example, the the prime, there was a prime point in that game on against Newport where you had three strikers in defence. Yeah. A, a centre midfielder in defence and a centre, centre mid up front it, and a centre half in midfield. It, yeah, there were too many, wasn't there, on Tuesday. But we'll move on. Um, obviously, they're a, a good side. Um, last season, they really, they should have been in the, at Wembley with us and it should have been um, us taking them on um, at, at the big stage. They lost on penalties uh, against Port Vale. They are a very good side. I, know, I believe they've changed the manager. They've added a couple of players, but they're in and around it again. They'll be difficult to beat on Saturday. And I, I fear we have to get things right. We've got to be... For me, if we come out of Saturday with a nil-nil a nil, nil draw or, or any form of draw, I will I will take that result right now because it means we stay unbeaten and we've we've not lost any ground on a team in and around us. Yeah, well, I mean, like mentioned earlier, I think, <coughs> I think we do perform better against a better team. So I, I, I fully hope and expect a better performance on Tuesday night anyway, that's for sure. 
Um, we've got a good record against Swindon at home as well. Away, not so much, but at home, we've not done too bad against them in previous years. And I'm a bit superstitious. I think that that stands for something. So um, hopefully, we, we just come out and uh, we, we've got to put the last couple of games behind us. I know it's easier said than done, but we've just got to come out with a with a f- sort of fresh look about us, a bit yeah. of a change, and, and go out there with a bit of energy and get back to where we were you know, three games ago, three or four games ago. Well, both Alan and Cam, who obviously aren't with us on this pre-recorded podcast, we are now, what, 35 minutes into it, and you might be thinking in the comments when you're watching this live, why haven't they replied to me? We told you at the top of the show, this is, we are currently, as we speak right now, 10 past 11 in the morning. Well, I, I agree with Roger's comment that, that Nathan Edge deserves a night where he's talked so much sense and he's very handsome. Cheers, Roger, that's very nice. Well done for remembering one of the listeners' names. I'll give you that. I don't know, I always remember Roger. I, I, the other ones, uh, <laughs> well, no, you just, <laughs> you've just done really well and then just shot yourself right in the yeah, foot. Uh, Alan went for a 2 0 win, 35 minutes uh, for the golden goal. Cam went for 2 1, 56 minutes. Clive, over to you for podcast predictions for this week. I'm gonna have to stick with what I said, even though I hope I'm wrong. I said we'd lose 2 0. Okay, and the goal time. Can't remember what I said now. 29. Yeah, just go with that. I can't remember. I couldn't remember what you said anyway, so I wouldn't have been judging you on that. Uh, Nathan, 2-1. Two, 2-1 two, one. Two, one what? Well, it seems like they're home to No, no. Let's do it. Let's, let's riff it back. Let's do it in the proper way. Are Mansfield going to win, lose or draw? Win. Right. What will be the scoreline which they will win by? Two goals to one. Thank you. That is how it's done. Right. Go on. And the, the goal time. 18. 18. Right, so we've got three wins and a defeat so far. I'm going to sit on the fence. I'm going to say that Mansfield will draw 2-2 and the first goal will be in the 33rd minute. If you want to play along with podcast predictions, you can do so via the link in the description. You must do what? Submit your scores for prediction. One hour and one minute. Can I just qualify that? It's no later than one hour and one minute before the kickoff. Otherwise, some people will take it literally and wait until one hour and one minute before they make their predictions. Well, then if they do that, got they a point. round of applause because that's, that's commitment. So, uh, <laughs> you get an extra point for that. No, I'm not doing anything extra points. <laughs> I'd like to say I must have enjoyed this morning. Having said that, I'll try and be as honest as I can and I won't. Right, okay. Well, we're not done yet, so fuck you, (laughs) basically. Uh, Don't forget, of course, that the Stags are back on the road very, very shortly. Indeed, they're off up to Barrow once again in the the FA Cup. Um, And all the price details are uh, as they were the last time we went to Barrow, which is uh, 9am departure. £20 for Amber and Junior members, £25 for Blue members, £30 for non-SSA members. Uh, Clive is not going on the bus, so if you want to book yourself a seat um, and have a Clive-free day, the number Clive is? Not a clue. There you go. 07967 something, 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 something. You'll find it on the SSA's page. Can't remember it off the top of my head. It's pre-recorded. Can't be asked to edit it back in. Um, anything else that we want to say? Yeah, where's Can Alan? I just... Can I throw some advice to anybody who's not been to Barrow before? If you're having, no. a, if you're having a terrace ticket, a standing ticket, if you get there early enough, directly in front of the pie stall is a concrete block. If you stand on that, you can see the game. It's, it, it accommodates three people. <laughs> it does. 
It does. And Clive's not there, so that'll be one less. So there you go. Um, come back, Alan. All is forgiven. We'll be back uh, later in the week. Um, of course, there is the fans forum on Tuesday night. Um, will it go ahead, though? Yes or no? James Perch, Andy Garner and Ollie Hawkins are the three guests. Clive, are you there? No, I have another, I'm otherwise engaged, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm on my way there? to Northumberland. Yeah. Lucky bugger. Um, I've got a ticket, so I should be there. Yes! I'm there as well. Oh, I've got tickets. No, I've lost my ticket. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, we should, we should be there, Craig. All right. Nando's... Is it being recorded for transmission later? Oh, uh, yeah, it will be, won't Most it? Likely. Yeah, and we'll be there, so we'll do a podcast talking about it, so... Yeah. Um, so we'll it, with with that basis in mind, we'll see you Monday for a podcast. If you're at the fans forum on Tuesday, we'll probably see you there. We'll definitely see you in Nando's before. And then we'll probably see you later in the week for a pre-recorded podcast talking about what they talked about in the fans forum. Makes yes, sense? That's good. Reflecting reflecting on a delightful day's football on Saturday. Yeah. Um don't be, don't be just too disappointed well, if that doesn't happen. <laughs> I think that's probably the. Why are we so negative? I mean, it's it's two games where we drop points. Come on, let's let's. Well, let's end it on a high. yeah, and we're fourth in the table for goodness' sake. I know. Well, this time last year we were basically bottom. Yeah, I suppose you know, all good things must come to an end. Um, thank you for joining us uh, this morning this afternoon, this evening, whenever you're joining us. Obviously, this is not the usual end music because I haven't been bothered to edit it. Um, So, yeah, just enjoy whatever this is that's playing in the background. Make sure you follow us on all things social media and we will see you again soon. Clive, what's your plans for the rest of the day? I've got to go to the opticians and other than that, I'm going to have a a lazy day, I think. What on earth is that? No idea. Uh, thanks to Claire for joining us. Uh, thanks for you for joining us as well. If you listen to the audio version of this or whether you've been watching it on the live but not live feed, we'll see you again soon on the show. For the fans, by the fans. Why? Because even when you've got the pieces of a jigsaw which doesn't quite fit and you're left asking yourself what on earth the puzzle is that Nigel Clough is trying to put together, Mansfield will always matter. Goodbye, farewell, see you next week. 5 years or 100,000 miles whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.